Hi, everyone. So excited to be back for another episode. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I have been really feeling like I'm coming into my element recording recently. I don't know if it's because the holidays are fast approaching and I love the holidays as I've spoken about in multiple episodes or what it is, but I'm leaning into it and I am so appreciative of everyone that has shared their thoughts on the podcast and also encouragement. I love constructive criticism and I love also people sharing good vibes and I'm just here for it. So I wanted to take a moment to thank you and thank everyone that's listening. I am so close to my goal of how many downloads I am hoping to have by the end of the year. You know, for me, it's just really inspiring to see how many people are listening and hopefully I am growing this community. I feel like I've also, you know, reconnected with people recently and I'm just trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. Also support, you know, other creators and just people in general. It feels good to, you know, feel that support. And I just really want to thank everyone that's listening. So, and it also feels good that, you know, if you're listening, I'm hoping that you're on the same journey for growth or, resonating with what I'm talking about. And hopefully it is adding light into your day. That is a big purpose of mine is inspiring other people that are dreamers or maybe feeling like they're in a place where they want to keep growing or just push themselves out of their comfort zone or just have a chill 45 minutes with me listening to what we're talking about and embracing new perspectives. So I'm here for all of that. But today's episode, I want to talk about, you know, navigating through uncertainty and what can seem sometimes like chaos. Um, A lot of this year has been change. Having moved from New York to California after living in New York for 12 years and really, you know, having my life there to now being back in California and being near my family, which has been amazing. But, you know, with change, sometimes comes challenges and those aren't necessarily bad. Those can be good. But with, through that, there is growth um, or opportunity, I guess, for growth. And it's a personal choice whether we decide to grow from our obstacles and things that might challenge us or, you know, let them define us or define how we may live our lives. So that's just been something that I've been thinking about recently. And I have been wanting to talk about it with everyone that's listening. And if I pause, it's because I am drinking water I have been better about hydrating, you know, trying to avoid also getting sick. Not that I can avoid it completely, but drinking water and staying hydrated and healthy is definitely in my favor to help me avoid being sick. So, you know, this idea of like navigating through chaos and uncertainty has been something that I've been thinking about. And through it, I feel like, you know, what's come to mind for me is just a kindness and grace. And that's having grace, giving grace to myself and also to others. 
and practicing kindness, which can be so hard when you're in a time when it might be uncertain or stressful. Being kind to others can be really hard and it can be something that is easily forgotten. And I've definitely been there. I'm not perfect, but it's something that I'm really trying to practice. I can think back to times when I just assumed I knew certain things or maybe just jumped to conclusions on how someone, you know, what the intent behind someone's words were or actions. And instead of maybe asking them or trying to make sure we were on the same page, I just assumed. And that is something I'm trying to break in terms of habits. And that's just for me personally, because I feel like sometimes, you know, that can lead to friendships like ending or relationships or, you know, just disagreements that never get resolved. And I am trying to lead forward with kindness, you know, and communication. And maybe that is clarifying how what someone meant when they said what they said, because I maybe got a certain vibe from it. Um or just choosing to give the benefit of the doubt, depending on what it is, and trusting that, you know, someone will communicate to me if, if there is an issue. But And just even acknowledging that you never know what people are going through. And sometimes, like, yes, it's easy to react because someone might be, you know, say something a certain way to you. But choosing to be kind, there is strength in that. And for me, I have been hot-headed in the past. I still can be, but sometimes in those moments, that's when I'm like, oh, I just, re-, you know, I regret things that I say or, and I just want to have less moments where I am regretting what I say and more just where I know I'm being kind and coming from a really good place. So food for thought, but, you know, navigating through chaos and uncertainty makes me think about myself and not in a narcissistic way but just really like what it takes to stay true to yourself and not let yourself you know get lost in that chaos which can be hard at times like I know that last episode I talked a bit about my narcolepsy and I've been saying that I'm going to talk a bit, bit more so it's definitely something I want to talk about in today's episode because I feel like it naturally relates I got diagnosed with narcolepsy when I was 13. So I was going into high school. And for those of you who don't know a lot about narcolepsy, except for the things you probably see on TV, which are not real, um, they're very dramatized. So, you know, narcolepsy is an autoimmune disease. There is no cure for it as of today. And hopefully there will be one day, but there is no cure. It's it's not genetic. It's not hereditary. No one in my family has it. The doctors that I've gone to think that I might have gotten it after I had strep throat. And I did get strep throat and I was pretty sick when I was in middle school. And I remember because I had to stay home from school and I really never, very rarely do I get sick. So yeah, I just, you know, my body, your body attacks the wrong cells and unfortunately attacked cells in my brain that really run my whole sleep cycle. I mean, the most simplest way to explain it and how I usually explain it is my, it's an autoimmune disease and my sleep cycle is pretty much messed up. So um, normally people, you know, you start to drift off to sleep you go into your like REM cycle and that's when you, you know, you have your dreams and your mind is really like in that dream and your body's shut off in a way you're in this dream state. 
Well, with narcolepsy, A, your sleep's disrupted. So instead of sleeping, you know, through the night when I like fall asleep, I would maybe start to go to sleep and sleep for an hour and then be up for two hours and then fall asleep for 20 minutes and then be up for another hour or fall asleep for two hours. So it very disrupted sleep, which you're excessively tired during the day, which is why, you know, the common tropes of narcolepsics just falling asleep at a whim. It's not because we're just tired all the time. It's because you were have such disrupted sleep at night that we're excessively tired during the day. And there's other symptoms that come with that as well. But for me, when I was 13, I started, I would be laughing and my knees would buckle. And I remember thinking to myself, this is odd. I, you know, that's never happened before. So after probably was a few weeks or who knows at this point, but I mentioned something to my mom, like, is this normal? And she was like, no, that's not really normal. And luckily my mom is in the medical field and she's one of the smartest people I know. So I had an advantage in that way, which I acknowledge that she was already more well-versed with the medical field. I mean, she, she's a physician assistant. She works in a hospital. So she did research and, you know, then we went to the doctor and, and then, you know, I had to see specialists. There were sleep studies involved. It took a year for me to get diagnosed. So that whole freshman year, you know, I was still taking normal classes, like playing soccer. I was on the high school soccer team at that point and playing club soccer. So I was doing my best to get by without, you know, getting proper sleep. And luckily I was able to get medication after a year. I know some people go through having narcolepsy, you know, for 15 20 years, sometimes their whole lives because they can't figure out what's wrong with them, especially narcolepsy. What I learned is it's very hard to diagnose. Um, It gets mistaken sometimes for a lot of different things like depression or just lots of things. So that's just me going to say that narcolepsy at face value is not what you see on TV there. It's very nuanced and it is one of those disabilities that are invisible. So it can be easy to be overlooked, but you can live a great life. And that was something that I decided many years ago to do. Um, I definitely had, you know, dark days when I just used to think to myself, why me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Or couldn't this have happened to me later in life? But I'm thankful that I had people in my life that helped me see past this and have overcome obstacles themselves and, you know, had a choice of whether you can let something impact your life and define you and basically just decide how your life is going to be, or you can overcome the obstacle and you can take life back in your own hands and live a great, full, happy, healthy life. And I decided to go that route. So thank you. Um, I feel like you know who you are, that were with me during those dark days and they were not my best days, but you know, I also was doing my best and no one really prepares you for how to deal with these life, life really, you know, you you can prepare, but especially these life changing things that happen, it's hard to prepare for those, especially, you know, at any age. So on a positive note, and it's funny to think about now full circle moment, but I'm going to make something of my life and I think I have, but 
I also just, I think that's maybe why I'm so inspired to empower other people and women, especially that, you know, we can overcome our obstacles and go after our dreams. It does take a lot of work and conscious effort, but it's doable and it's amazing if you do do it. And, you know, sometimes for me, I feel like I don't want to say like challenges (laughs) make motivate me even more, but you have a vision of maybe what your life could be and you have some power to make it a reality for me that's always been just enough you know like if i could see it and visualize it and know like i have some agency and i can take power in my own hands like i think i can do it um is it going to always be easy maybe not but there's a choice and i have a choice in what my future is so looking back one day I want to be like yeah I did me and I just did amazing things that's like something I think about I just want to feel fulfilled in the things that I did and keep pushing myself because there were times when I was like I'm never going to be able to do anything drive or you know like go to college away from my family because I'm going to need them because of my narcolepsy and who knows and that path is something that I feel like can be crippling. And I don't, I just want control. Maybe I like control too. So maybe that that's probably something. But resilience and surviving is how I have part of how I've survived, you know, because I feel like I've had to because I didn't want to like be put in a box. So having narcolepsy has definitely at a young age gave me a life lesson and how to navigate through uncertainty. And it wasn't my most graceful way to navigate through uncertainty, but you know, now that I'm older and going through different challenges, I just want to inspire other people that you can make it through, even if it feels like you can't. There's always a choice and you can always pivot. Like you may feel like you're in a situation where you've already made all of these choices and you're down this rabbit hole. Like how can you, you know, turn back? What are people going to think of you? I definitely used to think that sometimes with an narcolepsy, like how am I ever going to find someone that can understand and deal with my sleep disorder? Like that sort of mentality and I'm thankful for, you know, my loved ones who who helped pull me out of it and showed me like, you can't go down this path. I can't spend all of my time and energy, you know, thinking about the things that I don't want to happen to me. So that is just me saying that lean on your loved ones and who cares what people think? Like, yes, be mindful of others, but if someone's going to judge you, go for it. Like people love to judge sometimes. And I think obviously everyone has, it has a right to their own opinion, but just try to see past that. If you really want to, you know, make a change or pivot, just do you stay true to yourself. And I think you can't go wrong there. I mean, I'm 30 and have been staying true to myself and I feel like I've had a great life so far. Has there been ups and downs? Sure. But I fuck with people who fuck with me. So stay true to yourself and own your truth and you will find your tribe. But own your truth. If you're not owning your truth, if you're owning someone else's truth, if you're 
living some life that someone else wants you to live or you think someone else wants you to live, that's not owning your truth. So you really have to think about like, what is your truth? And if you're owning it, good for you because it is hard to own your truth. It's not an easy thing. It can be easy. I think if you just lean into it, I mean, the easy thing is just to lean into it. But I acknowledge that if that hasn't been normalized for you or you maybe aren't in a safe space where you feel like you can own your truth, that can be challenging. But at the end of the day, you are your own person. You know, the choices you make, whether they have an impact, you know, that's totally valid. But we got one life. So live it up. Like, please, especially us women, because we have enough shit we have to deal with. Like men do too. But, you know, just basic like biological things like biological clocks, people trying to control our rights to our own bodies, periods in general. The list goes on, but do you, you know, if you take anything away from today's episode, it is that we need to be kind to ourselves and not living for like, oh, one day I'll start doing that. But just, you know, start doing it today because you got one life. And while I do believe that there is an afterlife out there, I'm like, you're also in this current life and the planet is, you know, the state of the planet. So maybe like just start today. But um, and positive affirmations are your friend. They're my friend. I love positive affirmations. I love surrounding my life with things that inspire me and keep me motivated, keep my vibes high. Positive affirmations are your friend. I like to surround myself with things that inspire me. So that may be like even on social media, the things that I kind of content that I consume or the way that I decorate my apartment. So currently, I just started decorating for Christmas and the holidays. And I know I used to be one of those people sometimes I'd be like, why do people decorate so early? Like, you know, but like society tells you you're supposed to wait until Thanksgiving. I read this article. And by read, I mean, I kind of skimmed and then looked at the pictures, but read the headline. Some, you know, some articles do. But once you hear the headline, you'll understand hopefully why I didn't feel like I needed to read the rest of it. The gist of it was that there's a study that if you decorate earlier for the holidays, it could be linked to increased happiness. And I was like, that tracks for me because I love the holidays. So decorating earlier 100% would lead to more happiness for me. Usually I'm like, okay, it's Thanksgiving. Can I get my tree today? Like, can I start today? Oh, maybe not because I'm supposed to wait till Friday. Oh my gosh. Seeing that article, I was like, that's all I needed. <laughs> so on November, I mean, this episode's going to come out on November 8th. So by the time this episode comes out, I will have been living with my Christmas decorations for about a week and it's magical. I actually have to get some more decorations because last year I held off on buying too many things since I knew I'd be moving. Um, so this year and you know, we have a little bit more space. So I'm just going to invest in some small things because I love the holidays. So I'm here for this and I do feel like it's made me happier. I'm one um by the time this episode comes out, I will be one weekend, but even just after one day seeing all of the small little Christmas decorations, I'm like, 
I just, I don't know. It's something about this season that, and it's not even just the gifts. I think it's just everything about it. We talk about kindness more and joy and just, you know, gatherings and with my loved ones. I just love also the decorations. I've always loved home decor. And growing up, I used to decorate the tree with my mom. Um, We'd put the tree up together and we'd put the ornaments on the tree and we'd get an ornament like every year for a few years. And that was really fun when we would go travel she would buy a Christmas ornament and then put it on the tree the next year. And that's something that I still do to this day. So I have a ton of ornaments on my Christmas tree, actually, from other countries. I don't just get the normal ones that are like they say, you know, the place or the not the most basic ones. I like to find some that are usually made by local artists that, you know, are just unexpected. And I love looking at my tree because it just reminds me of all these places that I visited and, you know, I love to travel. So that's probably has something to do with why I love Christmas so much because, you know, there's so many months of the year that those ornaments sit in a box. So I'm always very excited to get to dust them off and I can't wait to get a tree. I'm hoping that I have one before Thanksgiving, but I also like want to keep it for as long as possible. So I'm thinking about getting a live one which are super annoying to deal with, but I love the smell of a live tree. I know that's not the most sustainable thing, but part of me is like, they're going to cut these trees down anyway. So can I just get one this year? And then we'll, you know, figure that out eventually. But that just all goes to say that it starts with you and, you know, surrounding yourself with content and, and things and activities and people that, you know, lift you up and keep it real with you but also let you dream and i think for me i personally like to surround myself with those type of people because i want to be around people that don't hold me back and that can be really hard to make that decision to to you know not be around those types of people but i feel like i have spent years feeling obligated to be around certain people and sadly, sometimes, sometimes family and it can be really hard to make the decision, but I'm also like life is so short and long and there's only so much time and energy, you know, that I have. And I just want to be more intentional with how I spread it and who I spread it with. And I'm going to make an effort to have a relationship with you. If you are going to make no effort to have a relationship with me, we may not have a relationship and that is not my intention. But for me, relationships, you know, we're invested in each other. We both like want to be friends or, you know, just want to be in each other's lives. Those are the type of relationships that I want to have. And for me, that is healthy for me. And so now that, you know, the older I've gotten, I'm like, I have a choice. <laughs> and other people have a choice too. So it's like, if you want to make more of an effort, I'm here for it. But if you're going to make no efforts and expect me to make all the efforts, then I'm not here for that. And that sucks sometimes, but you know, like I can't control other people and I'm not going to get myself super stressed out over something that obviously this other person may not give two shits about, to be honest. It's like harsh, but maybe an unpopular opinion, but it's my opinion. We all have a right to our own opinion. So, and I just want to be around people that are, you know, trying to live their best life and spreading good vibes and like want good for other people and 
can be kind and considerate and, you know, and that maybe that for some people that's naive or selfish, but that's, you know, everyone has a right to their own opinion. We all should get to decide how we want to spend our energy and who we want to spend it with. And I'm here for normalizing that because I feel like sometimes just being like a bystander and maybe not like feeling like you have any agency or like a voice or any power is how people like, you know, just become disgruntled maybe or can cause mental health issues. So I'm here for people trying to live their truth more and personal growth because a lot of these learnings have also come from personal growth. And had I not like continue to want to, you know, grow, I think, you know, maybe I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing all of my opinions on a podcast where who knows who's listening to it. Um, yeah, it's just, I love where I'm at right now in life. Am I at a place where I'm like, this is it for me? Definitely not. You know, I'm still, I'm still growing and I still have dreams to accomplish, but I love who I'm becoming and I love how I'm connecting with people. I actually got a really heartfelt DM on Instagram from someone I met through my family. So a family friend and she sent me, she listened to an episode and she sent me like just a really heartfelt message and she really vibed with it. And she's someone who has great vibes. So like the fact that her, like she, like I've always admired how her, like just the way she carries herself and, you know, just honestly lives her truth. And for someone like that to listen to my podcast and resonate with me and, you know, even other people in my life that have already, you know, I know continue to listen to it. It's just, it's, it means a lot. And, um, it's just like kind of puts me at a loss for words. Um, and makes me like a little emotional because I haven't always felt this comfortable being myself. I'm very opinionated if you can't tell. Um, I'm passionate in how I share my opinions and not everyone vibes with that. And, you know, I've, I've run into conflict my whole life with when I share my opinions and I bring like fully me to scenarios. And I think for a little bit or maybe a long, a long time, I sometimes filtered myself because I just didn't want to deal with conflict or felt like I was the person that had to change and didn't change in ways that I necessarily didn't actually want to change, but just to avoid conflict. I'm done doing that. I'm just done doing that. You know, I feel like I'm actually becoming my best self now that I am leaning into being truly me and I am building really great connections with people that I love or there's lots of good energy that's coming into my life as a result of me being me and lots of great things. So that's not to say that I don't fall victim sometimes to imposter syndrome because I definitely do and I'm still growing. As anyone that's been listening or maybe this is your first episode, we're all a work in progress. I'm still growing. I've been on my personal growth journey for 
a couple years now. Um, but you know, I'm still growing and I am fully embracing the fact that as I face new challenges, I'm going to continue to keep growing, but I am loving this personal growth and I am moving towards living my ideal life. And I'm actively also living my ideal life. So I am leaning in to this personal growth. And that means saying goodbye to imposter syndrome. While that can be hard and it's like an off and on relationship sometimes is how I feel. Because there, I will have like weeks where I'm like, all right, I am hot shit. I am doing my thing. I'm killing it. I have a podcast that I love and I'm connecting with more people and I'm sharing my voice and I'm talking, which I also like to do. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm thriving. And then I have days even maybe a moment sometimes in my day where I'm like, imposter syndrome is coming for me. I'm like, am I ever going to get to retire? Am I ever going to buy a house? Just, I start to think about the future and I just sometimes, are, or, you know, you encounter certain things and you're like, oh, just, am I trying to make something happen that's like not going to happen for me? Like it might, you know, and, and those are times when I'm very thankful for having loved ones around me that if needed, will pull me out of this potential slump. But also truly in myself as well, I think back to like things that I've overcome already in my life and everyone has different obstacles. So, you know, there might be people that have, have to overcome harder things and it's not who's dealing with the hardest thing today or a race or a challenge, but it's also gives me perspective. Like what excuse do I have? You know, I could make excuses for why I might decide to do something or why I can't continue to do something or just put myself down. But at the end of the day, like I want to be kind to myself and I am kind to others. And so if I'm kind to others, I need to also save some of my kindness for myself, even when I may be feeling like I don't want to be kind to myself because I want to give in to these intrusive thoughts. So that is just me saying that imposter syndrome it's definitely a thing that's a work in progress relationship as well but we have a choice in how much you know we let it control our lives and all you can start is baby steps of deciding that you want to be more kind to yourself and you want to bring to life that thing that you might want to do or pivot or just go after that thing that you might want or feel happy with yourself, you know, and I'm not saying lie to yourself, but part of it is just self-reflecting and being open to new perspectives. So, you know, if you don't have the answer, like I don't have all the answers. If I don't have the answer, then I search for the answer. I look, you know, I go to Google. I listen to lots of podcasts. And even before I was in a relationship, I started listening to podcasts, like lifestyle podcasts, Nick Vial has one. I had watched The Bachelor. I was like, I know about this guy, but I gave him a chance and I was like, oh, he has lots of great advice, actually. Um, and he, you know, he's had lots of experiences. So he he has perspective to share. And I was open to hearing that. And other women too. Um, Girls Gotta Eat, I've talked about them. They have been so open and vulnerable. They talk a lot about their life, their sex life. I mean, I've learned so many things about myself as a woman 
through their podcast because they also have lots of speakers on whether it's psychiatrists or gynecologists, just legit people that know what they're talking about. And I have learned a lot and I'm very thankful to them for being so open and honest and vulnerable and unapologetic about how they live their lives. So surrounding myself with people that are trying to, you know, live their truth has really helped me like kind of get even out of that imposter syndrome mindset. Um, And I'm not saying like, you know, it's a switch you can flip, but you know, it is like you can decide. You can decide to love yourself and take baby steps. And for me, some of those are positive affirmations, you know, surrounding myself with positive statements, whether that's my wallpaper, that's a vision board, which I'm happy to share. Um, Rose and I shared earlier this year, Rose, my old co-host, but happy to share the vision boards. Um, I love it. I'm definitely going to do a new one in the new year. And yeah, just positive affirmations, you know, visuals, sayings, just things that are bring me light and life and fill my cup up and things that serve me. So that is, those are some of the ways that I navigate through, you know, uncertainty and try to overcome imposter syndrome. I think it's definitely doable and I admire everybody that is actively practicing it. Um, If you're not, you know, you can try to do something different today and do one thing that will be kind to yourself, Um, whether that's buying yourself Starbucks or, you know, telling yourself something nice as you look in the mirror um, or just taking 15 minutes to give yourself some me time. Maybe you're not going to cook dinner today. Maybe you're going to work out. That's something for me because I need to start working out, which is, you know, me being kind of my body. So just me staying true to myself and trying to navigate even when I feel like, you know, the day has already gone away and there's so much in my mind and that I'm just like, where do I even start? And I just need to sit down and like close my eyes. Um, and I think um, Marco just got home because I can hear him in the kitchen. So I'm hoping he's making dinner for us. Hoping he's starting dinner. Uh, he recently started a new job and he goes into the office now. So I am home alone. <laughs> I'm home alone during the day, which has been like kind of nice actually, because I can like work from wherever. Uh, Like before Marco and I moved in together, I was living in my own apartment. So I could work from the kitchen. I could have, I don't, I wouldn't have to use my headphones, just like be wherever I want. And when he was here, like pretty much I could do a lot of that too, but he was also working remotely. So I would try to be more conscious of it. But now I'm like, party (laughs) kind of it is i feel like a little bit more time away from each other i think will will do us good because we went from being long distance to moving in together when i and spending a couple months in new york and then we moved across the country and then we moved in together and we we were both had remote jobs um so i think it's just going to be nice for him to also like 
potentially make some friends and for us to just get excited to see each other at the end of the day. Cause I feel like we used to have these like anticipation moments when I would go visit him or he would come visit me. And it was always exciting again to like see him, even though I would talk to him every day and FaceTime with him like most days. But um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, I'm learning that part of maintaining a good, healthy relationship, I think is also just making sure you're making conscious efforts to keep trying and, and keep growing with the person and, and just time for the person, especially during uncertain and chaotic times. It can be really easy to get lost in it and get sucked into your own world that you forget, um, you know, you forget to nurture the other relationships in your life. If And for me, I value, you know, my relationship with him and also my family and friends. So yeah, maybe I'm nurturing them a little bit less, but also just making sure you're nurturing relationships. Um, it's so important. And maybe people do teach you how to do that. I feel like I'm still learning how to balance being, you know, in a relationship and my life. And then I, you know, when I was in New York, I was, it was just me and Marco. So we were in our own little world, you know, with my friends, but now that I'm near my family, it's my family too. And there, that's a whole nother dynamic and I, I'm very family oriented. So, you know, nurturing relationships that are important to you and trying to help people grow that are around you, not in a pushy or overbearing way, but just for them to help like live their best life that can be challenging but that is something that i am trying to learn and tread lightly on but also just make sure that people know that i am always there for them you know the people that are in my corner because i just i love hard and i I love to talk and that is a good and a bad thing because I feel like I can be on FaceTime with my family for like hours <laughs> and be perfectly happy chatting with them, catching up because I don't talk to them every day. Like we'll text sometimes, but just getting FaceTime with them and connecting, it fills my cup up. So that being said, sometimes I just, you know, there's only so much time of the day to connect with people and it can be easy to just get lost in the moment, but trying to be more intentional with our time here, I am going to be wrapping it up. I love you all, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. We bounced around a bit. You learned more about me, my narcolepsy. There's definitely more to that story, but I don't want to, you know, put you to sleep. JK. But seriously, there is more to the story. So I will be sharing more and, um, when it naturally makes sense. But if you haven't left a review or rating, wherever you're listening, please do. I would love and appreciate it. As you can see, I really resonate with the feedback that I'm getting and it doesn't need to be all positive. I just want it to be honest so that I can reflect and keep that in mind because people who are listening, you do matter to me. I obviously am trying to stay true to myself and talk about things that are natural to me, but aligned with my personal growth journey and provide a different perspective, um, which is just, you know, my personal perspective. So 
If you want to leave a review or rating, I would greatly appreciate it. Until next week, talk soon. Bye. Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.